and we know why. I mean, they don't, Trudeau doesn't want you guys to be communicating. He doesn't want you speaking out against the country or him. Um, he doesn't, he, oh. he's just trying to keep you guys within a mold and not get out of that mold, which is leads us right into the 15 minute cities, what we're going to talk about today. So it all, it's all kind of separate, but it's all connected together. If you start connecting dots. Oh yeah. 100%. And I totally, I fully see all of the dots connecting. Actually quite frightening. I'm surprised more people aren't seeing it in Canada, either that or they're super scared. So um, I guess I don't know how it's going to play out, but I guess we'll see. We we fight till the end, and then we all start fleeing. <laughs> I was I was doing a podcast, and it actually will air um, tomorrow. And I was I was talking about when shit hits the fan. We're talking about uh, building a community, and I have a really good friend of mine. He's done a lot of research. He's very very knowledgeable when it comes to planning, preparing, setting up communities, stuff like that. And so I had him on and I said, all of this is going to lead up to the 15 minute city, because if you can get escape from that, get out onto your own, if you're allowed to, or able to, or however it's going to work out, you're going to need to know how to set up a community. And he said, what's a 15 minute city. So I was like, oh, 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 you don't know. So I, I gave it to him. I gave him a really quick explanation of what it was. And the funny thing is, is he, so he works for a, a, um, a contracting company to build everything from homes to shopping malls to apartments, whatever. They're, they're a pretty big construction company. And that is how all of the cities are developing anyways in that 15 minute aspect is what he was saying because of public transportation, it keeps the the public transportation within that area so that they're not running all having to run buses all the way across the towns. I said, you know, that kind of makes sense. Whoa. But it's the, it's that it's not as simple as that sounds. You and I are both know that because we, I have a notebook full of notes pictures, screenshots, videos, all of that stuff. I know you have the same thing. It's not as simple as, well, it's just for public transportation. That's that's the sugar coating on top, right? Yeah, that's that marketing fluff that they want to sell to us so that we're like, oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'd love to be like within 15 minutes of everything, you know? And then at the end, it's like, yeah, that's going to be your 15-minute prison. <laughs> exactly exactly um so i talked about this earlier on another podcast before before my friend um 15 minute cities was first developed by carlos moreno and it was a carbon footprint idea to to try to eliminate that eliminate the congestions on the roads just something you know simple it was it was all to sell it marketing like you just said to the public but edmonton exactly Edmonton, Ottawa, Vancouver, that is not what is going on there. And they're already laying the groundwork down. Why don't you tell me, why don't you tell me how you came across um, the 15-minute city idea and then without talking for an hour straight, <laughs> tell me, <laughs> tell me, tell me what you, how you first came, came across the 15-minute city. 
Well, basically, I live rural, and um, we had another county basically come on TikTok and say, hey, they're doing the land grab. Like, they're starting to mess with our land bylaw uses, and so immediately I knew this was basically West tactic. It's something local, pretend like you're doing this for a greater good, and then you have to read the fine print. So because I knew that it would eventually come to my county, I was like, I need to get involved. So I blast the whole thing up. I start researching on who's actually involved in this entire just transition in these uh, 15-minute cities. And I come up with C4D.org. And so I, I basically start blasting this. And if I only blasted it on, um, I guess, TikTok or other social media platforms as rural areas, I knew I wouldn't get um, city folk. Um, basically, so I have um, family in Europe. And during the 2020 um, lockdowns, they actually weren't allowed to go any further than 15 minutes from the door of their homes. And this was in Germany. And is this a part of the, uh, in my notes, I've got um, Oxfordshire, England being th- this, and it is actually being pushed right now, and the, and the citizens are starting to revolt against that. Is it spreading through to that town in, in Germany where your family is at, or is this a widespread thing across that entire region? Oh, this is going to be widespread across the region. I think the Oxfordshire is just a pilot program for now, but during the lockdowns in 2020, it was actually Europe-wide, besides the Eastern European bloc. Um, but Western Europe, it was 15 minutes. You weren't allowed to go any further from your home unless you were going to work. In in your area, and you're, you're rural, so you're out of the, out of the, the big city, they're doing land grabs down here as well, um, like you had just mentioned up there. And Bill Gates is buying up a lot of farmland. What I wanted to do today was pull up a map of, of where is he buying this land at because he's being very strategic about where he is purchasing this land. Like that's where they're going to build these they're they're fifteen minute cities, but they're like straight lines of nothing. Oh but yeah, they're, yeah, they're called uh, sustainable human development areas. Um, that's part of the yeah United the UN Agenda twenty twenty one, which is the same thing as twenty thirty. Yep. Um, it's just an extended timeline. But uh, yeah, they're called. Uh, there's also one called Project Neom, and those that's what Saudis are using. And they've got five different, I guess, these human sustainable, I don't even know, detainments, I'm going to call them. And if if what I'm seeing of just what I know on the map, what I'm seeing is these areas in which he's buying this land from the ranchers, from the farmers, the state is basically bankrupting these farmers or or they're going and just killing their crops. Or, or animals, whatever it is, basically then bankrupting the farmer as well. And then Bill Gates is going in and buying it from him at a sweet penny because he doesn't care about the money. He's getting reimbursed for it. So I have a feeling that these two are going to start connecting the dots as well into this Agenda 2030. Oh, I totally believe that because I think um, there were stories in the States about on-purpose flooding in the South, I believe, Western States. 
of flooding farmlands on purpose, even though the farmers said, hey, you know, we need to do this about this river and this about this. And the government basically didn't listen to them and it flooded and uh, basically destroyed their crops. And then they were pretty much forced out of their land. So I definitely can see that being the case. And I can see them going in and killing crop and killing animals. I mean, it doesn't take much. All you have to do is basically poison the water. And you can either kill animals or crops or your soil, and then which will force basically farmers off the land, which is another form of land grabbing, um, besides kind of blind putting in laws that none of us know are happening. Yeah, I believe in California, which I think that's what you're talking about. California has not done a thing with, um, with, uh, with their water planning, with their uh, water storage. They were taking water out of their reservoirs and dumping it into the ocean because of some made up the the water's too hot or some bullshit like that. We we had to cool it off and. So that got rid of wow. their water, but yet they have done nothing else in in the in the future steps of creating other reservoirs around the state. So then they get that flooding, like you were just saying, and washing out land. So then what do you do? You know, some some of these farmers didn't even have insurance to cover that, and they lost everything. Coincidentally, yeah. Uh, in, air, in air quotes, yeah. Coincidentally, right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I definitely get it. Uh, what do you know insane. about the Edmonton mayor? What is, what is his name? Um, Amarji Sohi? Sohi? Sohi. Um, I don't know how to pronounce his first name, Amarji or Amarji. Yeah, Sohi. But his last name is Sohi. And uh, from the pictures that I've seen and all the Freemasonry regalia that he wears, um, I take it that he's not really on our side. And he also was not elected. He was appointed. And I don't know how he was appointed. It was basically, we had Don Iveson, and he's a liberal sellout as well. He's the one who basically signed us up for this. And then I guess there was a scandal around him and money. And um, there was sort of an election, but no one's really sure. And then all of a sudden we had Sohi in there. And honestly, no one really knows anything about him or where he came from. He just kind of popped out of nowhere. I know about him. So he was, oh, a mem- he was a member of parliament. He was yeah. the minister of the infrastructure and committees, which is convenient for a 15 minute city. He was the minister of natural resources, which is convenient for a 15 minute city. And then in the 2016, uh-huh. he was with Trudeau and BlackRock at the WF meetings. That's why he was appointed because they need to get this installed into these, these larger cities. Now, I've been to Edmonton several times. Edmonton has done a, a really, which what I was thinking was an awesome facelift, but is what they were doing is they were setting up their prison. Because you have to go around Edmonton to get into Edmonton. Smart idea. But now once you understand uh-huh. the 15-minute city concept, they built they built a wall around them, and now they're in their own little sections. So when you start in, in when you start bringing in the Sohi character, who was already buddy buddy with Trudeau, who has been with the WEF at a presentation that was hosted by BlackRock, 
all of these things are tying together of why he was installed. When I was doing, when I was looking this guy up, I never saw anything about an election. What you had just said, there was no election. Interesting. Okay. I'm going to look that up because I need to blast that because people in Edmonton need to and learn that we have basically a rat in the system. Interesting. Because I never really paid attention much to him. I mean, I just figured I'm I'm like, Edmonton is a lost cause just because they're so NDP leaning. So I figured I'm like, they're already like, they're building their own prison. Honestly, Edmonton kind of, (laughs) it's a washout city. Or, well, I shouldn't really say washout city. But, I mean, they're very NDP leaning. And uh, we get in a lot of trouble because of Edmonton, as is, because they vote NDP. And the NDP are all about land. What have you learned about about the fifteen minute city? Describe to me, and I want to know. You have a you did a video that had it, it looks like the coronavirus, but it's about the fifteen minute city, and in all of the <laughs> spores coming out are different things reflecting of what the fifteen minute city is supposed to be. Tell us about that video that you made and that and that image if you if you remember what I'm talking about. Oh, I do. It's it's called a digital ID. And so basically the United States has it too. Um, you guys are getting infiltrated with a digital ID. And with the digital ID, basically what they want is an electronic ID on your phone that incorporates absolutely every aspect of your life. So that includes your social insurance number, your driver's license, um, your birth certificate, your health card, everything, including internet providers and the ability to get on any kind of social media. So you will not be able to get on any sort of social media without this digital ID in Canada. And one aspect was telecommunication. So that means if you have to have this digital ID app or whatever on your phone built in, and they can track you, that means if you go any further outside of your 15 minutes like district, one of the cell towers or one of everything will pick it up. And so what people don't understand is that this is all encompassing us in these tiny little puzzle pieces that people don't understand eventually will be the demise of any sort of freedom that human beings have. So you will be stuck in your 15 minute districts. You will need these digital IDs and these digital IDs will literally be needed for everything. So if you want to log on to the internet, you can't just log on to the internet. You will literally need your digital ID to just log on and Google anything. And I mean, over the years I've noticed they're already erasing the internet. So Google is, is the worst. I mean, if you go into any natural medicines and you start Googling that, all of the things that I used to find on there are completely gone. And so you go down like page 400 of Google and it's gone. So I I just don't understand how people can't see that all of these puzzle pieces are just coming closer and closer together. And by now, if people can't see the entire image, I mean, I think, I think we're screwed. Some of us will have to literally run into the woods or the jungles or into another country that won't do this. But I mean, if the major players in, in the world, basically turn to digital ID, everyone will follow suit. They will have to in order to survive. So the idea of the 15-minute city, um, which is the, the, the point of our conversation today, it is from your front door, and it's a five-minute walk, 
or or I'm sorry, it's home to five minute walk, which is a quarter mile home to 15 minute walk, which is three quarters of a mile. So that's the distance that you get, or it's home to a five minute bike ride, which is one mile, or it's home to a 15 minute bike ride, which is three miles. So that's your radius. Is that three miles from your front door? There are options of walking. There's options of bike riding. There's options of public transportation. There is no, in in all of the research that I've done on the 15-minute city, there is no plan for automobiles. Now, we do know that they are, that they are doing the, the electric car push. We do know that you might be able to purchase an electric car and have it during this time, but you're only going to be allotted so much electricity. So now you're going to have to choose. Do I want to keep my refrigerator running? Do I want to keep the lights on? Do I want to keep the AC on in my house? Or do I want to charge my car? That's what their options are going to be. So now you've eliminated the the car altogether, even if it is electric. And we're going to walk from our home to the grocery store, from our home to school, from our home to the park, to the, the store, uh, clothing store, automobile, or the automobile store. There, there's no cars. Um, any any other <laughs> stores like that? Maybe, maybe the theater. Maybe, but you only get that three mile radius. You want to exactly, add- and um, yeah, I don't think people understand that they want to phase out cars. They want to phase out the oil field. They basically want to phase out any sort of human transportation. And then even if you do have a car and you can afford a vehicle, you will be only allotted so many trips outside of the city in a year and so many trips abroad in a year. And some people were even saying, now, I haven't really looked into this, but three pieces of new clothing allotted to you in a year. So there won't be shopping malls. Um, There won't be things that you can do. It's basically going to be 2020 lockdown, but forever. And they will not have an excuse because once they bring these digital IDs in, they will have a credit score attached to this. And so a credit score will affect your ability to buy, will affect your ability to get electricity, will affect your ability to basically move around. And that is how they will keep track of us. I mean, all of this has been in China for so long. And there are so many people in China that are blacklisted, that aren't allowed to travel, that aren't allowed to leave their areas that aren't allowed to buy things. I mean, the fact that some people are saying this is a good thing, I I don't even know what part of their brain is missing, to be honest. For them to be like, oh, no, no, this this is great. This is this is such a great idea. It's, it's like it's not. It's imprisonment. It's an open-air prison. And I don't understand how people do not see this. So, I mean, it's just amazing. And the, in, in, in China, if you're a Chinese immigrant that is over here in the States or, or Canada. I know that the story I'm going to bring up is about the States. If you are talking about your country or you're talking about China at all, and you still have family living in China, they're going to hold the family accountable. There is a story that was published in, I believe it was the Washington post about a family who was being directly assaulted by the police because their daughter was talking about the country. So they gave her an ultimatum, yeah. either you stop talking or we will put your your family in prison. 
and they'll be, you know, political prisoners of, of whatever, whatever the, the trumped up charges. And that is true. I've heard that as well. I've heard a lot of Chinese, um, not officials, but immigrants that come here that are actually scared to stand up, that are scared to kind of go against anything or even talk about China. And there, what, there's news. I don't know if you guys are getting this in the States, but uh, we've got five Chinese police stations stationed in Canada. I, I was just like, going to say no the same thing down here. <laughs> and, that's, and that's why those are here is to hold those those Chinese immigrants that are in our countries, holding them accountable. Because once you start talking bad, now they've got their own police over here in our countries to take care of you. We don't have to worry about the families anymore. We'll just take care of you directly. Exactly. And it's it's honestly, it's, it's just, it's mind-blowing that this is what's happening, especially in my lifetime. I mean, I already, like, escaped one war and went to a refugee camp and then came to Canada and I thought, you know what, the West is safe. Like, there's never been a war on, like, the soil in the recent hundred years. And I figured, I'm like, okay, we're safe. And now all of a sudden, um, especially in 2012, I start waking up and I'm, I'm realizing, wait a minute, like, this is literally coming to Canada. And I can see the moving pieces kind of coming in tighter and tighter on us but no one really realized and i think 2020 really shook people um and woke people up i think that was the worst move the elites could have made um they did such a sloppy job and i think a lot more people are awake and aware now and i'm glad because they're now panicking as well and they're speeding up their game which is waking up even more people so I'm kind of glad that 2020 happened because it did shake so many people up. Um, but we are now basically racing against time. What? Now you're originally from Bosnia, is that correct? Yeah. What What brought you over? The war. We, we had a civil war in former Yugoslavia, and basically we were there for it like in the war and then we had to flee and um so you can directly see what is going on now because you've already lived it you you were there and that's why you left is because what you see now is what was going on then yeah and i can see it happening here especially since has gotten vision that has been pushed on everyone not just uh americans but canadians as well where they are literally separating us um calling every single conservative christian a racist i mean it's just beyond anything i've ever seen the racism is actually heightened more now than when i came to canada um and that was almost 26 years ago so it's just amazing that but like people can't see just how divided we are now. Like in the past, we weren't that divided. I mean, I remember um, Americans and Canadians just making fun of each other for hockey and, you know, how strong our beer is and how strong your beer is. And, you know, it was just basically like friendly banter. But now we are definitely so far divided that there is a rift between the populations. My, uh, my roommate in college was from Trail, B.C., and he would always make fun of us for our for our beers because up there it was a higher 
higher percentage of, of <laughs> alcohol content. And, and then, you know, we'd have that, what you were just saying, we'd have the banter back and forth about the, the hockey teams and, and the, and the beer and whatever else just, you know, but, but no, what you said was exactly correct. And I think, and I did a, I did a podcast with Chris Barber. Um, he was the face of the, the trucker convoy. And I, I think that our country and your country, obviously we're a very much a lot of alike, but I think we're drawn together in the fact that there's a lot of us who are waking, who are awake to what is actually going on. And then you have the other side that just will not attempt to even look into anything. They believe what the media tells them and there's nothing uh, we're, we're, I don't think we're going to be able to change their minds until they're smacked in the face with what we already know. Honestly, that's so true because I'm having more and more interactions with these sleepers or fluoride studies, as I call them. They're just too far gone. I mean, they literally believe everything. Even though I put up proof of the government that they want our digital IDs being shared, um, if want our healthcare money, I, I've been called a conspiracy theorist. And it just boggles my mind. It's it's like, did you just forget the last three years of what happened? I, I don't. At this point, I don't even think they're human beings. I think they're just bots, and they're like completely brainless, and they just go through life and they push whatever the government agenda wants. And I think the government just puts them into like the population. I know this totally sounds insane, and it totally is. But like, I, this is how low level of human beings that I'm kind of seeing. And it's, it's just amazing. At this point, they're just a lost cause. So I don't even bother with them anymore. Now it's basically just trying to unite the people that are awake and try and wake them more or people who are just waking up and kind of trying to figure out the mess that they're in. Um, because if you're waking up now, it's pretty, pretty late and there's a lot of information and it feels like they're coming at us from all different points of views. And it's been like this for years. So those of us who have been awake, for you know a while now basically we're helping new awakened people kind of navigate this mess that is the world and so and i know it's scary and there's a lot of emotions and people's emotional roller coasters are up and down but then there's those zombies i they're just i call them i they're useless they truly are useless eaters i mean they just basically go through life doing whatever the government tells them and if the government wants to lock them in their home so that they can just watch tv all day they literally wouldn't and it wouldn't phase them at all they don't understand the the next step yeah, we're going to put you guys in the lockdown, you know, binge watch as much, as much Netflix as you want. We'll have food delivered to your house. They don't understand what the next step is. And that is, well, now we're no, going to tell you really what you can watch. Now we're going to tell you what food you're going to eat. No, you can't have your lights on all day long. You only have this much electricity. Oh, you want to go across town to go to the Nike store? Sorry, that's not in your quadrant anymore. And then by then, once they realize that, it's going to be too late. Exactly. And they won't even know what to do because they're so lost. There's no ambition with these people. And so I think oh, I had a man child, I call him, plays with Legos, dresses like a baby on TikTok. And he's calling me a conspiracy theorist, telling me I need psychological help. And it's like, dude, what is going on? Like, is this the mess that we're in? And this was created on purpose by mainstream media. 
And this was created on purpose by basically the propaganda and, the, and these elites because they wanted these useless people. They wanted useless people to just kind of go along with their plans so that they can help push their agenda. Because no normal human being with any sort of ambition or any sort of sovereignty would want to live the way they want us to live. So as long as, um, you know, they're delivering food and if it's all crickets with just, you know, chemical flavoring, these NPCs will take it. They don't care. And it just, it it boggles my mind that people like that actually exist out there. But I have a feeling that they were created by MSM. Like these people are hardcore MK ultra in a way that they don't even know how deep asleep that they really are. And uh, yeah, it just, I don't, I don't want to be delegated on how to live my life. And that's kind of why I'm fighting and I'm trying to wake people up. I mean, if they made safe zones, for those of us who don't want to live that way and they just kind of like shoot us off into the woods and we wouldn't have to pay taxes on land, 100% I take it. I'd be like, okay, so anyone Thank else you. who's I'm awake, gone. let's go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, come on, everybody, let's start making our own little parallel community and I totally leave them alone. And I'm like, you guys can go and delegate to these mouth breathers, whatever you want, you know? Like they, they don't think, they just wake up and they breathe and they eat and then they go back to sleep and it's a cycle. And it's like, if, if you want to delegate them how to live their life, go ahead. Like just leave the rest of us alone. And if it weren't for land taxes, honestly, I would just be in the woods. Like I would have been in the woods like 20 years ago. I would have gone. <laughs> it's why off grid living is, is so popular right now. And it's, it is, it's, what's the word I'm looking for? It's more accepted now than it was before. Like people were like, yo, you, you're kind of crazy. You live out on the land. No, now a fucking whole communities are out there living off the <laughs> land, living zero, you know, off grid. So it's a thing. And like they knew they saw it and they're like, no, I'm out of here. See you guys later. Yeah, exactly. And that's kind of what I've seen. But here in Canada, they've almost made it illegal to live off the land. So if I have a, parcel and i just want to live in my rv i actually have to move that rv every six months otherwise the government can come and take my rv and my land and that is an actual law in bc so they they started to literally hound on us that we have to at least be connected to the electrical grid in order to kind of be off grid so you have to vote um i guess on on the grid and with solar panels. And some people have found ways around it in different provinces and so forth. But I mean, it's just absolutely ridiculous. But you still have to be part of society just because of taxes. And if it weren't for the taxes, I would be like so out. People wouldn't even see me. I would go build my little cabin in the woods and I'd probably leave the government alone. And I think that's another like thing that they're making a mistake on is they're poking the errors are in the rural community. There's a reason why we're so far away and removed from society because we want nothing to do with it. But the way the system we still have to be connected to it because we have to pay taxes. Otherwise, the government can come in and take our land and our house, even though it's completely paid off. So that's basically, there's no way around it. I mean, it's just, it almost seems like a complete losing battle unless enough of us wake up and we push them back. Yeah, exactly. Do you do you understand what the Paris Accord is? I do. I I call that the head of the beast. <laughs> very very much so. Very much so. It's uh what I have in my notes here, it's the UN Climate Initiative. 
it's the Paris Accord. President Trump got us out of that. That was one of the first things he did when we when he got into office was took us out of that. And then first thing Biden did when day one put us right back into the Paris Accord. Paris Accord, for the listeners, is um, net zero carbon. They want strong cities, which means it's they don't want to have a strong economic city. They want to have they want to bully anybody who goes against the government. They have people in places. the 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 police aren't there to protect and serve. The police are there to do the bidding of the government. And then that on the other side of that is the fifteen minute city. It's your. Uh, it started out as sanctuary cities. That's how all of these cities. And then I've got a list of the twenty five American cities that are the the top twenty five potential. All of the cities that are on this list were considered sanctuary cities. And now it goes into, well, you guys got all of this funding for being sanctuary cities, and then that was how they moved it in. Now, either the the mayors knew what was going on, they knew the steps ahead, but that's how they sold it to the public. And then once they started receiving all this money, the government can go, well, we just gave you all this money. This is how you're going to pay us back in return. Exactly. And that's why I keep telling people before you kind of jump on board with the whole virtue signaling thing that the media wants you to do, because what they do is they create a problem, right? And then all of a sudden there's an influx of immigration. And then they're like, well, we're going to be sanctuary cities. And so you get all these virtue signalers that are like, yeah, yeah, I totally agree. And all of a sudden the public, um, the government's realize that the publics are on board, but they don't really tell you what the fine print is. And so what people need to understand is when you're virtue signaling and they're making all of these problems, like they make them, they fabricate them. Without them, we wouldn't have any of these issues. Like without the elites, we would not have any of these issues that we're having now. They fabricate them. And then through our so-called compliance or, you know, ignorance, they pretty much make this solution for us that actually imprisons us but then when you look back at it they can't really say well we forced you into this you kind of volunteered for this when you agreed to this you know and it's they're basically lying by omitting the truth but it's not really lying so we're dealing with very highly narcissistic sociopathic people um, who are trying to control us and unfortunately majority of the human population is very much asleep ignorant and low IQ to think past basically anything the media tells them so that's why I keep telling people always read the fine print on all of these things and money that you're getting just like the healthcare Um, I'm glad that we caught that in time and like my video is still going viral it's insane my phone has Stopped, but I mean, it, this is how they operate. They have these secret meetings. No one tells us what's going on, and no one tells us, "Hey, if we get this funding, this is literally what's going to cost us," and we don't even get a vote on it. And it's absolutely ridiculous. Tell us about the the healthcare video that you did. Oh yeah, so I see that there was a healthcare agreement with basically the Trudeau government trying to give the provinces healthcare money. Since 2020, what happened in 2020 is hilarious. We're in a pandemic, supposedly. Everyone's dying, supposedly. And all of a sudden, a bunch of nurses are getting fired in the midst of this pandemic. Like, it was a raging pandemic. Makes sense. A bunch of nurses get fired. Yeah, completely makes sense. 
I mean, that's what you do. You know, we need nurses because we're in a pandemic. I'm seeing that they're starting to crash the healthcare system. And I'm like, yeah, that's a little weird. I wonder why they're doing that. Um, so I'm thinking this will play out in about a year or two. And um, basically, he, he um, is uh, he told the premiers that he would give them money because they were um, crash our healthcare system. So oh, two days ago, Justin told the premiers, hey, I'll give you extra money because everything is in the toilet. Um, basically did not tell them, well, he told them, but didn't tell us that he wanted digital implemented provincially because that is a provincial jurisdiction. So it's up to our premiers if they say yes or no. So I go online and on Twitter, all of a sudden, first five comments, it's basically people same thing, exact same words. We need to push our premiers to take this money to fix the healthcare. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is exactly like it's a setup. This cannot happen because people will jump on board and they will virtue signal like they do with every other freaking problem that has put us into a bigger problem. So I decide I'm like, I have to do an emergency broadcast. People need to understand what is going on. They need to understand the fine print and they also need to be aware of the <laughs> that go on Twitter, that go on Facebook, basically say, we need to push our premiers to get this money. It's like, no, we don't. I'd rather crash the entire healthcare system and freaking have to pay out of pocket and put in a digital ID. And so thankfully that video is going completely viral and it's trending on Twitter. Um, someone said they, there's a protest, not a protest, but um, people are gathering on what we have to so it just kind of took off and kind of took a life of its own. But I'm glad people are finally paying attention to the fine print that is involved in taking money from the government. It, it always has a catch. It always has a catch. It's it the always, same thing in the yeah. States. They're, they're more than willing to give up our tax dollars to help a cause that they created, but it comes with a catch. It always does. Yep. And the worst part is, is we can't even like say what goes into our, where our tax money goes. So at this point, it's almost like we should all just stop paying our taxes. Screw them. And, and like if we're going to be prisoners anyway. <laughs> yeah. And we, we don't get it. We don't get a say of where the tax dollars go. And then we don't even get a say um, to, to have it audited. Like who's being held accountable for the money that was being spent? Why is our tax dollars being spent this way? There is no accountability when it comes to anything in government because we don't have the media behind our the people anymore to go to be that voice to the government. There's no there's no checks and balances. There's there's none of that anymore. Exactly. And here in Canada, we actually have something called a shadow government. They're actually called the shadow government. And basically, they're supposed to be a watchdog for the government. However, Justin Trudeau um, pretty much just replaced everybody with somebody that is on his side. So our shadow government is almost like 100% liberal. And the shadow government is actually supposed to be a watchdog for the government. And the spending and all of like the illegal things he's done. But he basically came in and replaced them with his pawn. So our government has been completely infiltrated by the WEF. If you look at the liberal cabinet members, every single one of them has something to do with the WEF. Like there's not one of them that doesn't have something to do with um, Klaus Schwab. And it just amazes me that people are like, well, this isn't a 
conservative versus liberal thing. I'm, I'm like, it's not. It really isn't on a grander scale. But right now, the way our government is set up is that's basically all we have. And I don't believe in like anarchy or any of that stuff because I realize that people do need direction. Like the people are still not awake enough or mature enough to basically self-govern themselves. And I completely understand that. Um, but at this point, it's like we need to get these WEF rats out of Canada. Like they, this cannot keep happening because if it does, we're, we're going to be China in two years. Like that's how fast they're speeding it up. I want to bring up an organization that I've talked about the last couple episodes. It is Change Unchained. You can find them at changeunchained.com, as well as the same name on TikTok and Instagram. They are a 501c3 nonprofit organization. They provide temporary living quarters for survivors of trafficking, as well as exploitation in the tiny homes at the Burn It Down Ranch. This is a search and rescue team from badass vets, Troy and Tiffany Yusufer. They've been working anti-trafficking since 2012. This is a great organization. If you would like to help donate, get on changeunchained.com backslash donation, or just get on their website and you can filter your way through. They have two or three permanent homes right now or tiny homes right now. They are working on another one and then another one and then another one. It's going to be a badass ranch for the survivors that they are able to find in the trafficking. If you want to help them out, changeunchained.com. So I I have done a podcast on the WEF. I've done a podcast on Agenda 2030. I want to know what your thoughts of what the WEF is and how they are trying to affect us as citizens today. So basically, the WEF is just a breeding ground for liberal extremism. And then after they're done their young leadership course there, they basically get infiltrated into different governments around the world. That's all the WEF is. I mean, they talk about climate change and all of this stuff. It's a cult that breeds, that takes on these, I don't know, leaders, young leaders, young wannabes from around the world. Basically, like they're not very educated. They're not very smart people. And they take them on. They kind of like brainwash them into their cult-like state. And then um, they pretty much just use these pawns to infiltrate um, governments around the world to infiltrate their agenda. And they're basically just another arm of the UN and the WHO and the entire basically Illuminati system of shadow governments that exist that want to infiltrate us, but they want us to think that it's our choice of what's happening right now. And it's for our safety. So, I mean, it's the WF is just another arm where they, it's just a cult arm where they breed these young leaders, this liberal extremists, the woke left, and then they come in and just infiltrate our governments how I see it happening is you've got these world elites that they're set money wise. They're set their children and their, whoever is alive today is they're set. They don't need to worry about a damn thing is what they're worried about. And it's why it's why agenda 2030 is being pushed forward and they don't care that we know what the what their plan is they don't have the time they have to push it through right now 
they're worried about the generation after their grandchildren and then that generation after and that generation after. They're trying to set them up. They want them to have a clean slate when it comes to the globe and land usage, the globe and um, and amenities that are left for them for food, for you know, for farming, animals, whatever it is. And then as well, this climate change, which is completely bullshit, but they want to have a carbon-free earth so that way it's it's more than more than adequate for them going forward. So how do you get to that point to where all of those things are going to take place in that third, fourth, fifth generation? You have to eliminate the people who are alive right now. Yeah, that's you, how I see it. So that it, yeah, that's also true for uh, much longer, long-term, um, I guess, goals. And so they also have to now, because they're resetting, they cannot allow uh, us to get out of hand again. Um, like they did in the in the Industrial Revolution, where they allowed us freedoms, where they allowed us to think, where they allowed art, where they allowed us to basically make our own choice. That will be stripped away for their next reset. So however this world will look like in the next generation is absolutely frightening. Um, basically, there's two models that they have in mind. One is utopia and one is dystopian. So, um, Brave New World, I don't know if you've seen that on Amazon or read the book, Brave New World. Basically, it's taking, okay, so it's basically taking everybody into these human settlements. No one is allowed to get married. Um, No one is allowed to have children. They make children in labs. And everyone has assigned jobs. And everyone gets assigned classes based on either looks or what they can do. So you have a D class and all they do is wake up and clean the place. And then they go into like their bunk beds and they sleep and one is allowed to get married. You're not allowed to date. Um, everyone's drugged. And that is one model that they are building us on. Then the other model is basically, um, 1984 or Orwell's model where it is just hounding us. Basically it's like, the government kicking you in the head and you thanking them. That's basically what the, what the other model is. And so I think that we're headed towards the George Orwell model first until they depopulate. And then by 2050, they will have us in these human settlement areas of their choosing. And we will just basically be that D class um, that cleans and that serves them and that does whatever we need to for them. And we live in these tiny little pods and they will dictate how many of us are born for the next generation and they will dictate everything about our lives. Um, so that's kind of where we're headed towards. And that's what all of these SDG agenda, UN Paris climate accord and every single kind of arm that comes out of that beast. Um, that's basically their goal to attain that, to basically take, complete control over the human world population. I have, I've, I don't know if it is what you had described, but there's a movie series that is out that really plays along with that. Um, the second agenda that you had said for basically they, they just keep kicking you. And, and that's what I think is going to happen there. They want to have martial law to put us into emergency, uh, an emergency state to where they can bring in, 
UN troops. They can bring in Chinese troops. They can bring in wh- whoever the government needs to bring in because at that point, our constitutions don't matter. They're in martial law. Our rights stop right then and there. So if they're if exactly. they're able and, just to do yeah. whatever they want to do to us with us knowing, and they're just they're they're saying no, come and fight us, come and fight us. We don't care. Come and fight us. That's I think that's what they want, and then that way, then they can now really just strip us all of our rights, eliminate who they need to eliminate, and then go along with their plan. Exactly, and that's kind of why I also keep telling people we don't need protests, we don't need wars, we don't need any of this. We just ignore them. Like if they want to take away our internet, okay, so we just take away our internet for about a week. <laughs> what are the internet provider? How are they going to make money? You know what I mean? They take away our driver's licenses. Screw them. We just drive without driver's licenses. Like at this point, protests aren't going to work because you're always going to get that one psycho extremist or an infiltrator that will rile people up. And that's what they want. And they want people to get angry. They want people to act out and lash out. And you cannot. And I know it's hard because, I mean, they've been kicking us for so long and they're just like screwing with us. Um, but at the end of the day, that is the only way we win is if we play this game as strategically as they have, but just the opposite. Because we are really dealing with narcissistic sociopaths. It, they tried doing that last year for the trucker convoy. They brought in those yeah. horses with the, I believe it was UN police that they had brought in with Ottawa coats on. But they tried getting the the protesters to fight back. That's why they had those guys out there on horses and billy clubs to start smacking people around, hoping that they were going to retaliate and fight back. And the people didn't arrest me. And they didn't exactly. Yeah. And honestly, that trucker convoy was, it was 100% the best executed. No one fought back. They tried putting instigators. Everybody caught everything on camera I remember everybody was saying on social media, record everything at all times. They even tried to shut the internet down for about the first two days, but then they couldn't because the news outlets couldn't go in there and report anything. So they had to actually like um, put the internet back up. And I mean, it was just insane that we were just basically fighting back and forth, but it was a very calm fight. It was almost like a strategic chess move. And that is why I'm telling people now, get involved in your local government because this pyramid scheme that they have, we're at the bottom. And the only way we can win them is exactly how Amish has been winning for like a century now, if not more, is basically do not let the outside world in. Locally, we know who's who. We can trust who's who. And as long as we all get involved in politics, some of these rats cannot hide amongst us. They can't instigate within. And so if we get involved on a local level, then we build that wall where they cannot penetrate and they cannot come in with their ideas and what they want. No matter the amount of money that they bring in, we'll know what's going on. And so that's why I keep telling people, this is a strategic plan and they want us to lose our, like, cool. They want us to actually, you know, get riled up. But if we keep our cool and we play the exact same game that they've been playing, because they've been playing this for centuries. We're talking about like 5,000 years. They've been slowly creeping this in, except they've been able to pretty much speed this up because of technology, especially in the last 15 years because of technology. So if they want to cut our internet down, okay, fine. Then all businesses go down. What then? 
what are they going to do then? They can't do that. They can't just shut everything down because they need us more than we need them. Actually, we don't even need them at all. So that's why I keep telling people, just don't comply with anything. Vaccines, screw them. Lockdowns, screw them. You know, like you want to take away my internet? Cool. I'll just go read a book for a week and see how the internet likes it. You know, I Canadians on there. So, I mean, it just, it basically, that we need to start sacrificing certain things in order to win this game. And of course, those sacrifices will be of the internet, of cell phones. And you know what? If they take away my driver's license, I'm still going to drive. I don't care. What are you going to do? <laughs> you know, like, can't really put all of us in jail. You can't, there's no room for 34 million Canadians in yeah, jail. Exactly. So, and yeah, and that's what I keep telling Americans as well. Just don't comply. Except Americans, you guys are louder and rowdier. And honestly, I'm kind of proud of the way you guys are because um, I think that's why you didn't have the lockdowns that we had up here as well. A lot of us weren't weren't buying into it. A lot of us were seeing what was going on and just not complying at all the mass the you know a lot of people are like oh my god you got to have oh they said to put two masks on so there was people out here with two masks on you still had people around that were not buying into any of it show me the data because it's not there you can't exactly. show me the data and then i had a i had got had a conversation with another guy about um you know he's pulling out all these stats and all these all these projections and my response was who wrote the model where did where did yeah. the numbers come from for this? Well, it, it came from them. Okay, well, I'm going to own a business, right? I'm going to go to the bank. I need a loan. So I'm going to write out a business plan. And then I'm going to write out a projection from for a model that will show the potential growth that my business is going to have. Why won't the bank accept my loan request from the numbers that I had written up for the model that I had perfected to make it look like I was going to have a successful business? You can't have it both ways. Exactly. And I I totally understand what you're talking about. And my got an experimental gap with no data. It's just the media just said the experts were safe and effective. That, that's the only thing, only proof they had. And they're like, yeah, okay. But then when we're like, hey, you know what? People are actually dying from this, and these are the side effects, and you actually show them data, they're like, no, no, we're, we're data. It's like you clearly don't care about data. You just care about virtue signaling what the media tells you. And at that time, the media was patting you on the back for being a sheep and you felt good about yourself. And so you pushed it on others. And now, unfortunately, you are wrong and you're so wrong. And, you know, maybe, you know, these people should wake up, but they'll never wake up and they'll never realize it. Certain people have realized it. Most of them are basically just, you know, oh, you know, it it, it was what it was. And they want to move on. It's like, no, we're not going to let you move on. I'm not going to let you forget. Like you literally started to build COVID camps. Like we are talking about World War II style repeat, which we have been all taught to never repeat and that it was like the worst mistake in history. And now history is repeating it. And it's just, it's amazing. So you just brought up COVID camps here in Washington state, which is where I'm from right now here in Washington state, we have five or seven locations that were 
redeveloped. So like hotels that were abandoned, that were now reconditioned, refurbished, they are still guarded and fenced off. They poured a lot of money into these facilities to bring them back up to code, let's say, but it was more for isolation. There are five of them or seven here in Washington state. There are four or five in Oregon. There's a dozen down in California as well as outside of LA. They have row after row after row acre after acre of tiny homes. Really are for these. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's been reported, but it's not, I mean, once you go and look into it, there's really not much information about it. Why would you pour in all of this information for the common cold, which is what COVID was? It is more than that. It Eventually, it's going to come to, I believe it's going to come to this 15-minute city aspect to where you're going to have to have that passport to walk around or that, 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 um, that virtual ID. And if you don't have that, that's where you're going to be. If you fight back, that's where you're going to be or else you're going to be in prison, which I believe yeah, our, our military I, I bases are now going to be potential lockdowns for the, the violence that is about to come. Yes, that's the, the violence is the part that I'm scared of. And I keep telling everybody not to basically react because we're dealing with narcissists. And I mean, a lot of people have been in relationships with narcissists. And the more you lash out at them, that's when they back down and they pretend they're the victim. And unfortunately, we have half the world's population that are sleeper cells that are pro these elites. And so we will be seen as the bad guys. And the only way to actually avoid a narcissist is to ignore them and laugh at them. That is the worst thing you can do to a sociopathic narcissist because they feed off of the drama and they feed off of basically um, your emotions. And so that's why I constantly keep saying and that people really should push um, that message out there is to basically this is this needs to be done strategically because I have a feeling that these camps will also be re-education camps like they have in China. So if you don't follow suit, you get sent to a re-education camp and they put you in prison until they break you down and you, you know, start kind of going with the flow with the rest of the sheep. And if you don't, you die in that prison. So these COVID camps and, you know, whatever they're building they're I think they're also like torture re-education camps for future dissidents and where, where they will end up. M M K ultra. Yep. That's what we're looking at. Exactly. Yep. 100%. Um, back to the 15 minute city. Oxfordshire, I think I'm saying that right, Oxfordshire, England, they had two people from their city council come up and, and jump out ahead of the conspiracy theorists because they came out saying that there there isn't barriers and there isn't specific zones. There isn't things restraining you from being able to leave your home and, and, and going across the town. But we do have cameras in place that if your license plate is scanned and you're driving out of your area, you'll just be fine. Fine. But you can go anywhere, but we'll just we're just gonna fine you and, and, and hit your bank account. But you can go anywhere you want. That's yeah, what they exactly. jumped and out what are and, these and came ahead permits? of us. Yeah. 
And then they said, oh, well, you, you're just going to need a permit to go there. Well, what's this permit? What does this permit entail? What does it say? Why do I need a permit to go anywhere? And also what people don't understand is these retina scans on your phone, they can be scanned just the way China is watching all of its citizens. So even if you leave your phone at home and you think you're going to make it into another 15-minute city, there is so much technology out there to actually catch you leaving. So, and eventually that's when they will start putting chips in people. And it's just basically going to be an escalation because they'll say, well, too many people are breaking that rule. So now you're going to have need a chip. Now, basically the whole phone ID and all of that won't be enough. So now we have to actually attach the chip to you permanently um, so that we can monitor you so that, you know, you can't kind of escape these 15 minute escapement plans. Yeah. And they're, they're already doing it. They're already putting in in your hands, so that way when you go to a vending machine, they're like, oh my goodness, look how awesome this is. You can just pick what item you want and wave your hand over the payment tab, and then your item comes and we charge your bank account. Look how easy that is. You don't need your wallet. You don't need to carry change and money on you. You just wave your hand over it and it deducts it right from your account. Yeah, exactly. And that's why they're getting people used to that so that when, you know, you kind of uh, go past your 15 minute limit, you just get hit with a fine that you can't really go to court with and argue with. It just straight comes out of your account and that is it. And because everything will be CBDCs, it's not like you can kind of keep cash um, at hand and not let them take it out of your account. So basically, they're coming at us from every single corner where you will not be able to find a single loophole. And uh, that's why I keep saying the Amish are the only ones who had it right. And to be honest, I'm ready to join an Amish colony, but I don't really know how to email or call them. So, yeah, there's an Amish person listening out there. (laughs) You guys need, you know, a new person? (laughs) Let me know. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's It's the Amish and the homeless. I mean, no, nobody is more prepared for what is going to happen than the homeless are. They're already exactly, out there yeah. surviving. They don't have all of the internets. Well, I take that back. Here in the States, if you're homeless, you get a phone. So they, they do have the internets with them. But you understand what I'm saying. They're, they're already scavenging and, and, and knowing how to prepare and being very frugal and, and being able to set up a camp and all of that other stuff that it is to, you know, to unfortunately be homeless. They're already going to be more prepared for when we get booted from our homes or we get booted from whatever city we're in, we're going to be left floundering and they're going to be thriving. Exactly. And I think that's why with the vaccine thing and the depopulation plan um, that they're pushing, basically that's, they're trying to eliminate as many of us so that we don't rise up against them. Um, and that's why in Canada, the RCMP didn't have to get their shot. So everybody else had to get their vaccine in government for government employees, including postal workers. So if you're delivering my mail, you have to be up to date with boosters. But the police, who literally are in contact with human beings and arrest them and touch them while arresting them, don't have to have the COVID shot. And I think that that's why they did that is not piss off the police force because the police force will be used against us um, once they start enforcing all of this and they start pushing us out of our lands, out of our homes. And basically, yeah, you're right. The homeless are are the only ones who are actually really prepared for all of this um, because they don't really need much and they haven't needed much for years. So, 
that's what it has come down have you ever thought of where all of these steps kind of started and I, and I wrote down steps in my notes and I started writing down one, two, three, four. I got to nine. I was like, I got to stop because I could keep going down to 2025. The first step, and I don't even think this is the first step. I think, I think there was more shit that happened before this to set this all up, but it was, it was definitely the pandemic. The pandemic was to see what can we get away with? What can we do to cause such strife globally to get people to stay in their houses? Who will follow the orders? So exactly, if you, if and you wanna, that's go, go ahead. No, you go ahead. Oh no, no, you go ahead. You can. Sorry, um, that's literally what it was. Twenty twenty was basically they set everything up prior to that in slow steps, like with chaos and reaction, and kind of seeing how they can sway people. And then twenty twenty was basically a dry run. And I did a video on that today, and I was like. 2020 was just basically a dry run where they collected data and they wanted to see how they can close the loopholes for their next pandemic, whether it's global warming, climate change, cyber attacks, whatever things that they will invent in their own little minds. Um, they wanted to see how far they could get away with it, how long they can keep us locked up before we actually go insane. That's why they locked us up only during the winters and then let us out in the summer. It was the dumbest thing I've ever seen. They're like, oh, yeah, that COVID is coming. It's like, no, dude, winter is coming, and you let us out for the summer so we blow off steam so that we don't go completely insane on you, you know? And so I'm watching this entire thing, and even with the vaccines, um, did you notice it was, first voluntary? So everyone that went and got it got a little check mark, like good little sheep, and then they took away entertainment. And then they within those um, things, they also did it by age uh, groups, so they said, well, right now, no one's allowed to go to restaurants or any entertainment. Um, we have vaccines available for this age group, for this age group. So basically, not only do they have data on what it takes to take things away from you, but which age group you're in. And then they just pretty much started escalating it further and further and further until the trucker protests. And we're like, hey, you know what? Enough is enough. Like right now, you're literally going after people's jobs. I mean, what I didn't understand is you had to be vaccinated to be eating at a restaurant, but not vaccinated to work at a restaurant. And no one questioned that. Nobody questioned a lot of shit that was going on. Oh, yeah. Like, how fast did they make all of this plastic and these stickers? Where did this six-foot thing come from? You know? Like, no one asked anything. They just went along with it. And I'm watching these zombies around me. And for honestly, for about three months, wondering, I'm like, this cannot be real life. Like, I, am I in a nightmare? Did I get into a coma? Am I sleeping? Like, are people literally this stupid? And I'm just watching this as if it's a slow motion, like, train wreck disaster. And I'm trying to talk to people. I'm like, you guys seriously think this is real? Like, I'm not wearing a mask. I'm not washing my hands. Like, no one's dying around us. I'm like, are you, are you like, is everyone okay right now? But no, people were just so mesmerized into it. And I think it was just the initial shock of actually locking down the entire world. No, well, because it's never been wrong. done before. You're wrong because people were dying of COVID. You know, the people who would get in a car wreck and half their body was missing, but they had a sign of COVID. <laughs> yeah. they, they died of COVID. Didn't you know that? Yeah. Oh yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. There was like a, there was a, yeah, there was a guy with a motorcycle accident, you know, and he fell underneath uh, something and it was COVID. I it, totally it forgot. COVID. And then we also had a, 
Yeah, and then we had a 99-year-old die naturally, but that, that was COVID. I forgot about that COVID. Oh, that's silly COVID. Yeah, that was a good time. <laughs> but, but nobody was asking questions. Nobody was asking questions exactly. of, of why are we putting why are we putting people in senior living facilities and then everybody in that senior living facility caught COVID in air quotes. We rush them all to the hospital. They all, you know, not all of them, but I'm going to say a vast majority of them ended up dying in the hospital. Why are we not asking yeah. about the procedures? Why are we not asking about, well, what happened? What, why did we put them in those facilities to begin with if the, if the elderly are the most vulnerable? Why did we put COVID patients in senior living facilities? That should have been the question number exactly. one. And it was, well, they'll be able to be monitored more there. Like, yeah. That, that was another thing. And then, oh, another, like, the stupidest thing I've ever heard is the masks work. And I'm like, okay, well, so can I can I go see my grandma with my mask on? They're like, no, no, you have to be vaccinated. But I'm like, but if the mask works, then I don't need the, like, vaccine. The, ma- the mask works fine. They're like, no, no, you need to be vaccinated. And then they're telling, like, unvaxxed nurses, oh, you can't come back to work, you're at risk. But all of the sick, like, vax work, uh, nurses, oh, yeah, no, no, you guys can work. And so I'm wondering, I'm like, are people not, like, it's getting more and more ridiculous as the months went by. Like, the lies were just more and more obvious. People were just into it. And, and then the vaccines came on. I'm like, okay, seriously, like, are people going to wake up now? And so they didn't. And now, just now, are people starting to wake up? This is a year almost afterwards. Now that we're finally allowed to talk about this, now that we're finally allowed to voice our opinions, these dumb sheep are like, oh, yeah, wait a minute. Oh, yeah. It's like, dude, what, where, how do you live? How have you survived for so long? Like, how, how do you make your meal in the morning? How do you dress yourself? Like, yeah, this is frightening. <laughs> Yeah, very much so. Well, they they get up in the morning, they turn on the news, and then the the media kept them in constant fear because the media kept running that yeah. tracker at the bottom of the TV, number of cases, number of deaths, number of, you know, whatever else they were trying to pump into the fear channel. And it was constant every day, every hour at the bottom of the TV. Didn't matter what TV it was, didn't matter what station it was, it could have been ESPN, it could have been Sky News, it could have been anything. It was in the bottom. It was in the bottom, just a constant reminder. But then once, exactly. once COVID kind of went away, and then now we're having all of these sudden deaths, all of these vaccine injuries, how come those numbers aren't at the bottom of the screen? Why aren't, why aren't we talking about those? Nobody wants to talk about that because nobody wants to, number one, nobody wants to admit that the vaccine is causing all of these injuries. They're causing all of the sudden deaths. Because of exactly oh, fuck, what if I'm next, I don't want to live in fear. So now I'm not just, I'm not even going to talk about it. I'm not going to think about it. I'm just going to live my life. But is what's going to happen is the people who aren't vaccinated. Number one, the people who are under vaccinated, like Trudeau just got came out saying yesterday or a day before was it doesn't matter if you have your first two shots or your first 18 shots. If you don't have the latest one, you're not in compliance. Like he was like throwing exactly. all of these people under the bus of not being, you're not doing your, your civic duty. You're not fully vaccinated. You're going to start killing people. 
Exactly. And that's what we were trying to tell people too. We're like, it's not just two shots. Like it's going to be more. And then it literally was more. And these people were still like, no, it's until the pandemic ends. And we're like, dude, the, there was no pandemic. There was a TV and a bunch of puppets saying that there was. And you just kind of went along with it. Like even till today, I still do not know one person who died from or with COVID. I literally don't. But I know at least 15 people with like side effects from the vaccine, ranging from small to severe and then a death. Like these are personal people that I know. So, and then when I ask them how many people they know that died from COVID, they're like nobody. And when I ask them how many people they know with side effects from the vaccine, everyone knows at least one or more people. Yep. And it's just, it's, it's crazy. And I mean, but no one's talking about it. So they had to divert it. They had to divert the NPCs to the Ukrainian war. And everyone's like, oh, we're going to go to World War III. I'm like, dude, we are in World War III. We've like, this is World, World War III. III. <laughs> yeah, this is it. We're in it. It's just that they're doing it much calmer now. And this is a coup of the people without bullets. That's what it is. Um, what I got, how I came across the 15-minute city uh, philosophy was the individual carbon footprint. And this was at Davos two years ago when they were talking about, or no, maybe it was last year. They were talking about being able to have the technology to monitor your individual carbon footprint. And then he started talking about everything that's going to come from that of what you're going to be allowed to do. And then in that research, then I stumbled upon 15 minute cities and I went, holy shit. Oh. So COVID, COVID was the test. COVID was the test of what are people going to allow being done to them? And then now as we see, you know, the digital currency, as we see the, the, the digital monetization of, of money in our phones alone, not, not the cash in our hand because they're trying to make us a cashless society so everything is going to be put into our, our phone, our hand, however they want to do it. And then they started talking about digital ID. And then they started talking about having our medical records all in that ID, having our, our driver's license in that, in that ID, to where it'll just be on you at all times. And then they started out with the technology in your hand. Like all of these fucking things are, are, are just connecting the dots but it was the individual carbon footprint of, okay, well, what does that mean? How much are we going to be allowed to have? And then what if, what if my work, I have to drive, you know, across town to get to my job and then it clicked. And then that's when I found yeah, yeah. this. It was, that's, that's how they're going to do it. But then it goes to this. What if there's not enough jobs in your quadrant for everybody that's living in there? That's exactly. that was my question. And then my second question was, what about all the people who are on the outside of these towns? What are they going to do with them? And then it was, well, the farmers started getting their their properties bought, bankrupt, the crops um pulled in front of them. They were just tilling them up. Their animals were being killed to where they just had to sell the farms anyway. So now that forces them to come into the city or they just unalive themselves because they don't want to live that life. So now you've got all this open land. Bill Gates comes in. I don't know what's, what's going on in Canada with land and who's buying it all, 
I have a feeling it has to do with Vanguard, BlackRock. Um, I can't think of what the other one is. Yeah. But all of this uh, stuff, it's, it's happening to both of us. Yeah. The UN is actually buying off our land. And um, they're kind of labeling it as terribly sustainable land. Um, and they're using wildlife for an excuse. So that's how they're doing it um, up here. And I've been telling people the carbon uh, the carbon footprint that they want to decrease on this planet. Because they keep saying CO2. We want to decrease CO2. I'm like, look at that car. Don't emit CO2. They emit Yo, I'm like, we so like, that's kind of where I was like, they're trying to eliminate us. And then I think I saw a back thing on what show was it? I think, I think it was Alex Jones show. And like, I didn't really take it serious back in the early 2005 and I kind of forgot about it. I was like, whatever. And then it happened. And I was like, oh, man, he was right. Like, that dude's right about almost everything because I think he's an insider, but I literally kind of went, whoa, this is insane. I cannot believe that this is happening. So basically everything, all of these puzzle pieces just kind of came together in 2022. And I was like, man, this is panic time because I don't think any of us are going to be safe. Like, I was setting up in rural to be safe from this because I knew it was coming. But then I didn't realize that they would try and actually, like, kick us off. So now it's a completely different battle and dynamic that's happening. Yeah, no, 100%. And then if you want to foreshadow, you can see what's going on. I believe it's in India right now where they have the, the earthquakes and the the basically the apartment complexes were just crumbling from within and, and, and you oh, know, Turkey, crashing down. Yeah. It was Turkey. There we go. Istanbul. Yeah. And yeah, it was true. Yeah, that one. So is what I is what my thought was is this is in that country, you know, it, it's a it's a poorer country, but you had these apartments that were built for two stories. Well, once you start running out of space, where is the only place that you can build? North. Exactly. Up. So now we got to add another story and then another story to where your base, it was only built for two stories. And now we've got five sitting on top of there. Well, once that earthquake hit, it just, everything just collapsed. And you can see the base trying to hold itself composed and then, but it, it just can't. So here, and I asked yeah. my buddy this because he is in construction and he, he, he knows all about this. How are your, how are, how are buildings being built? How are apartment complexes being built now here in the States? And he said, they have a code that is probably over, what is necessary, but it, it is, it's being, it is built for a reason. So once they start building these four or five floors story buildings, they can then add on to the top, which is what's going to have, have to happen in these major cities that, that we had the list on. The only place you're going to be able to go is North and that, that will keep you within your 15 minute city threshold. That's actually, that's a very valid point. I didn't even think about that. That's, oh, that's crazy. And that's I mean, Vancouver everything. Did. Vancouver is building up. Everything's concrete in Vancouver, but it, everything is going up. Wow. 
it's it's amazing the more I talk to people and then the more different like kind of point of views I get from them I realize like everything is connected literally everything from building codes to bylaws to I mean it's just insane how well they have orchestrated this in the sense that we haven't even noticed because we don't talk to each other we're all so busy we're constantly on social media we're constantly distracted we don't really sit down and talk anymore we don't share ideas and now that it's almost come to the 11th hour, um, a lot of us are putting all of this together and we're trying to basically wake everybody up in time before we lose all of our freedoms. I mean, it's just, it's insane. It's insane. Just uh, and super cool. Like um, I never, before social media, like I kind of did all of this research by myself and I would miss so much and it would take me forever to kind of get the missing pieces. But with, TikTok, we're all together and we're all sharing ideas and we're all sharing pieces that we have found and we're putting the puzzle pieces together. And I think that's what they don't want for the future. That's why they will keep us so separate and they will enslave us. And everything I've read basically says that if we are to attain any sort of peace, love or anything on this planet, we all have to come together. And all of our puzzle pieces have to come together to fit to see basically the bigger picture of all of it. And I think that's what they're also doing with these 15 minute cities is keeping that from ever happening again. How many accounts on TikTok have you been through? Uh, my first one, just because I've never had TikTok before. So I got it a year ago and I didn't think that I would even get to where I am now. I made one video where I just, I was super pissed off with the whole vaccine thing. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to rant on there. I had like 80 followers. You know, I was following like five people. I didn't know what I was doing on there. I just figured I'm like, screw it. I've got, that's the only social media I had pretty much. And I was just scrolling through videos and I just did a rant video and it went viral. And let me tell you, I was so scared. I was like, oh man, I'm going to get so many death threats. People are going to be so pissed. And then it just kind of took off from there. <laughs> I uh, I just created number 15 yesterday. Um, oh, I was wow. Af- I was affected by the purge that TikTok put on conservatives. Um, they took seven accounts from me. So I am holding on for dear life to this one right now. And I just passed the 400 follower mark. And that's usually when my accounts go. So I don't, really? my, yeah, my accounts don't stay around very much and, and I've done the, the rant videos as well. So I understand what you're, what you're saying, but now it's becoming to the point where you start clicking when you, you know, you're over the mark when you get banned within minutes of posting a video, like, Oh, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm right about something. <laughs> and I, and I know just from watching your videos and I'm, and I'm, I'm kind of surprised that you have as much content on your account hearing that that is only your first account. I'm, I'm kind of blown away by that, but cause you're over the mark on a lot of shit. You're dead on with a lot of stuff. So, yeah, I'm, I'm so I've surprised. noticed the algorithm and how, how they work. Cause I had all my Pfizer videos taken down, like every Pfizer FDA video I did taken down. Uh, Four of them are still in, like, you know, they're, they're in review, but um, I don't think they'll ever get restored. So, one, I never answer to people, even though I want to so bad, make, like, reply videos to some of the stupidest people I've ever heard in my entire life. 
And I'm like, nope, I can't. I have to refrain from that because those are the ones where I get violations and it gets taken down. Then I've also stopped replying to some of the haters. I just block them because they're the ones that report my videos. So my block list is probably massive, especially after the Pfizer video. And then I realized that you um, shouldn't show too much proof and basically just kind of sift through it quickly when showing proof. Um, I've noticed that was also an algorithm kind of like point. So I'm watching TikTok patterns as well. I'm trying to avoid those patterns and I'm avoiding certain words as well, like huge. Um, so I'll say like jibby jabby or I'll point to my arm and I'll just go, you know, um, lately they're letting me say vaccination, but not COVID vaccine. Mm. So they'll say that va- I'm allowed to say vaccine. So I've been really watching what made my videos kind of get taken down. And I, I'm on purposely blocking a lot of the extreme woke left left people because what I do is I then go on their account and I mass report for like weeks straight and I get them banned. Okay. So that's what I do. I just go through their videos and I mass report them because that's what they do to us. And I'm literally fighting back. I've had probably five or six accounts of theirs completely revoked, revoked because that's what they do to us. So that's why I'm like, you know, we need a strategy here that they do to us. We need to do the same to them. And I used to be like online probably for three hours going through someone's entire TikTok thing. And I will report every single video that made for like three years. And if they get a certain amount of strikes, they get taken down. And I know that there's something in some of their videos that they didn't care because no one reported it that would get it reported. So they'll all of a sudden get hit with like 10 video removals and then the whole, whole account gets taken down or they'll get like account jail and I'll just wait for them to come back and I'll just like go through all of their videos and mass report them for another reason and I'll catch them on something else. <laughs> I I have had accounts, especially not not this last one. It was the one before I had it up for two minutes. I had enough time to create the email address, create the account, make one video that was just my picture to some music saying, hey, new account. Within two minutes, they pulled it. So, yeah, so there is, it is TikTok in some aspects of either your name. Like I can't use my name. I can't use Lambo, L-A-M-B-O. I can't use that on TikTok anymore because it's banned. My hashtag gets me banned now because I was this last iteration of it. I was at 2.7 million and now my hashtag is at zero. It doesn't even exist anymore. And I've had it up. I've had it up to 6 million. It's been pulled. I've had it to 7 million. It's been pulled. This last one was 2.7. It's been pulled. So if I use my hashtag, that's a key. Or if I use, you know, I, I've been using uh, Lambo Talk, so like TikTok, but Lambo Talk, and then now that's yeah. being looked at. So I, I'm having to really switch up, but then people don't know who I am if I'm not Lambo. So now my following yeah. is so slow. But then what they did after this purge was a Patriot pickup. So once you start doing Patriot pickups, boom, you're done. Once you start, once you start really? using anything like that, boom, you're done. Yeah. So they went, th- they went through hundreds of us have, have lost multiple accounts. Oh, wow. That's crazy. I think it's because it's my first account as well. Like I've never had TikTok before. Um, it's my first account. I've only had it for a year. 
So I'm pretty sure, like, knowing how the Chinese credit communist system kind of works, I'm probably still, like, allowed to kind of um, go ahead. But I'm pretty sure, like, I don't even know how I'm still up. I'll be honest with you. Like, I have no idea how I'm still up. But I know I have a huge block list of seriously psychotic people that they've made fake accounts. Like, one of them is on her seventh fake account to just, like, get on my page and, like, bitch me out and it's That's like too much okay <laughs> like yeah that is so sad oh dude like do you know what I mean? like, do whatever well whatever you're doing you keep doing because you put out great content um all of your information is is legit but it's backed up you have receipts which is why I wanted you onto the show because I, I know the research that I did for this topic, the 15 minute city topic. I can see that that's where we're, that's where we're headed one way or the other. That's what they're going to get to. And just from, from what I had had done research on you watching your videos and what you're talking about with all of the other information, it was more just to compare my notes with your notes. And then what am I missing? So that, that's what I'm asking you right now is what, what am I missing out of my notes that we haven't talked about yet that you have found for these 15 minute cities? Honestly, I don't think you're missing anything. I think you're right on point with all and everything that you've said as well. And I've actually learned more um, now with the building codes, which I didn't even look into. So I definitely learned from you, but I don't think you've missed anything. I think every single aspect of our life has been set up to this point to basically enslave humanity. And right now it's just so obviously in our face that it's almost hard to ignore anymore. And I think, yeah, we just, more of us need to wake up and we need to start realizing that, Hey, um, the world we once knew and grew up in won't be, won't be there in probably five to 10 years. So, you know, start looking into that Amish lifestyle. <laughs> Something, something they're building the communities and getting together yeah well uh, i appreciate you coming on um your tiktok page is introverts 008 um so i will tag that onto the, the the header of the show there when i when i do the intro but i appreciate you coming on and and sh slapping gums with me but i next time you're on we need to have a little bit better uh a little bit better c11 <laughs> Had a Trudeau for you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll I'll put on my again next time, and uh, we'll just fucking so we won't say Trudeau. We'll just call him Third Nugget. That's kind of his nickname around these parts. Um, Nugget or shit thing, and then we'll just have code words so that the go. Canadian government can't really kind of pick up on that. That or that or a bigger tinfoil hat. One of the two. That, yeah <laughs> that sounds like a good plan too uh, well thank you so much for coming on um it's been a pleasure the, a lot of information i hope that everybody goes back to your page watches these videos and then i'm going to take the the graphs and all that stuff and i'm going to put it up, up on my uh, facebook page so if anybody wants to look at the graphs they want to look at the receipts look at the data It'll be there on my Extra Lambo Facebook page um, for everybody. So, so thank you for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. It was great talking to you. Thank you. That was Introverts 008 on TikTok. 
You can go find her there. If your account is still active, mine, gone. 18, 19, gone. I'm going to make 20 here very soon um, so I can promote this this podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you for listening through all the gr- all the, the glitches, all of the problems, the technical problems, the C11 that Canada has. Um, I, I still think it was a pretty good podcast. But like I said in the intro, though, I will probably be revisiting this again. Um, maybe we can have her on again and kind of just re-go over some stuff. But um, I know... Um, I know uh, Freedom Fighter RN, she's she's the one who actually um, did a lot of these videos where I had gotten the, the, the screenshots and all of that stuff for her. So I wanted to give her a little tip of the cap, uh, Freedom Fighter RN. I don't know what she's on uh, on TikTok now. We all had to hide. We all got, we all just got whacked. Hundreds of us just taken out. So um, she was a bunch of different names but they're gone now i see and then i'm gone so i gotta recreate um i know a bunch of people are going to clapper um i'm gonna make a fashionably fashionably late entrance into anything else because go deal with the shit and let me know how it is because i've got i've got so much going on right now i don't have time to play around with a new platform and just let me know how it goes if it works great i'll be there if not i got my link tree i got my link tree you know where the podcast is. Come and get it. So thank you for listening. Um, remember, be on your food. Be on your water. Be prepared. Talk to your neighbors. And get the knowledge. Get the books. Get the knowledge. Um, if you need any help with anything, reach out to me. I'll help you or at least point you in the right direction. Um, next week, next week, Freedom Stick. Two and a half hours of him and I just shooting the shit and talking about what's going on. It should be on video. It was pre it was recorded in video. Now I'm going to try to get it up on the players. Hopefully we can uh, get it up on Spotify. Um, that's what I'm working on right now. So that's what we got coming up next week. It is Mr. Freedom stick. Great podcast. Um, that's pro- that's actually why the, the one account got, got banned was because I did a promotional video. I did a video. All I did was created a video and did some cool lighting and some cool optics and boom, gone. So, and, uh, and they took down an account that had zero, zero content on it. Number 19 had zero content, no movie, no videos, no nothing, no nothing. They'd whacked it. So that's where we're at folks. This has been a little extra Lambo. I appreciate you appreciate you coming on to the show listening hit that follow button hit that subscribe button and share this share the whole link tree if you want to share the individual shows i don't care share it download the show i don't know how that works i don't know anyway this is a little extra lambo i am lambo you all be good to each other peace
It's a little extra Lambo podcast coming to you from the palatial podcast studios right here, Spokane, Washington. How is everybody doing out there in podcast land? We have a great show for you today, and we have on a gal who's from Canada who is very opinionated and very uh, up-to-date on on what the actual 15-minute city dynamic is when it comes to how it looks globally, to how it looks locally, and she has a lot of, of great information. The problem is, within this podcast, she's from Canada, and it's not that she's in Canada. We love our brothers and sisters to the north. I have several friends who are from the north. My, I had a roommate in college, rest in peace, Dixie, who was from Trail, BC. So I have lots of ties to Canada. It's not that she's from Canada. The problem is they passed a little law called C-19, and it's an information and internet suppression bill that that passed. So now when they're trying to control the stream of information, when they're trying to control how much communication through the internet is done as well as the phone as we find out in the podcast it takes away from your experience so our experience when we first started this podcast it was actually a video cast it was supposed to be able to be uploaded and 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 all that stuff for the for the podcast and it just was not working it was not coming through clearly it was very blotchy it would just kind of zoom out and then come back in it was so bad so we got about five six minutes in and we're like what all right all right let's just call just call my phone and when we'll record that way so we recorded she sat at her studio desk called me on the phone did not want wasn't wandering around the house or outside or down the street she was in one spot and the problem with c19 when it comes to canada and i have verified this with several other people it's you'll have a great signal, a great connection on the phone for eh, five to seven minutes, and then it just starts tapering away, and then it just disappears. So as I'm recording this, she just disappears. It's the weirdest thing. It's like she's here with us and then evaporates into thin air. It's the craziest thing. So I had to kind of be a little creative uh, with the editing, um, you will hear a lot of the, the misconnection and you, I think, you know what I understand what I'm talking about when I say the, the misconnection, it's very kind of dotty. I cut kind of cut out a lot of that. So a lot of our conversation that I understood because, you know, if you're getting every other word, you can kind of fill in those gaps. But as I was doing the replay and doing the editing it was it, it didn't sound good so i had to cut a lot of stuff out but i think we still covered a lot of stuff we still went through the 15 minute city aspect and you know we talked about how it was developed we talk about its use now now when they're selling it to the public they're going to make it sound all nice right if you remember from and this was a great podcast from the um mutual friend po- uh, podcast about communities great podcast great feedback it was a great show if you have not listened to that please go to my link tree whatever podcast platform you're listening to go back it's the mutual friend podcast it's i believe it's number 88 
go listen to that show. Great show. Lots of information. It helps you figure out the community aspect. It helps you understand um, what you might need if you want to actually start your own your own group, your own prepper group, your own community. Um, shit does hit the fan, and you need to kind of start all over. That it you're are you've already developed friendships and and a community before it happens, and then you just kind of accept your roles going forward. It's a great podcast. Go look at it. But as we find out in there with the mutual friend, we understand that cities are being developed or new sections of cities that are being developed or if there is a rephasing um, within a city they're developing it within this 15 minute city 15 minute city plan now my, the mutual friend didn't know it was called 15 minute city they're under the impression that it's just for you know the the designers and the architects and the the construction companies that's just for the easiness of that city and that's how it's sold to people. It's sold to be a, you know, a, a less emissions, less people on the roads for traffic congestion, you know, lowering your carbon, your carbon footprint, um, making it easier to get from your home to the store, from your home to the park, from you know, however, that's how they're selling it: sunshine and rainbows. What they're not telling you is you are a prisoner within that 15-minute city circle. And as we know. 15-minute city is front door, and we're going to use the, the riding of the bike, which I believe is three miles, which should take 15 minutes. That's as far as you can go, that three-mile um, circle from your front door. I'm, I'm switching pages here. Oxfordshire, England. They're doing this test, and they're really hammering down on it. And... The, they had to come out because the people were, were kind of fighting back against against this. So they had to come out. They had to come out and discredit the conspiracy theorists. They're not, they're not holding you in this area. They're not putting up barriers. They're not putting up walls. They're not confining you into this area. But in this video, they said, but... We do have cameras everywhere, and if you drive out, we're just going to fine you. You can go wherever you want. We're just going to take the fine out of your bank account. Now, if you understand how the digital currency works, and you understand how the social credit score works, you understand that this stuff is already in place from what we know of China. We understand that this is already being done. It's already been perfected. It's already, you know, it's been going on for three years. So they've been able to work the kinks out. The digital currency isn't just to make all of your money on your on your little card that's in your in your in your hand or on your phone even. It's to control you. It's to control your as your life aspects, your insurance, your birth certificate, your blood type, your social security number, your banking accounts, your um, social medias that you're on. And if they don't like when you go to leave, let's say grandma lives in the, in another 15 minute city and you want to go see grandma. If you don't have authorization to get to leave your quadrant, to go over to grandma's quadrant, you don't get to enter. You have to have a certain score. And then if you think you're going to drive over there, you're not because they're not allowing gas-powered cars. So they might allow you to have an electric car, but you're only allotted a certain amount of electricity. You're only given that, that much electricity. 
So now you got to choose. Am I going to drive my car or am I going to have the fridge running in my house or the apartment or how whoever you're sharing your apartment with? We kind of dive into that too of the 15-minute city aspect. You don't have your own home and, you know, on a, on a half an acre or an acre. You don't have that anymore. That really cuts into the 15-minute city aspect because you're the only one living there. They need to have apartment buildings going straight up eight, nine floors tall. That's why China's apartment buildings are 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 stories high. It's because they can't expand out anymore. They've got to expand up. These 15-minute cities are a legit thing. Edmonton, Ottawa, Vancouver, Portland, Oregon is is starting to develop that way too. And they're they've and I I've had several conversations with people that live in Portland about how run down it is. And then I went, I went, la, I understand why it's being just let being run down is because then they can, they can go back in and then usher in this 15 minute city. You see, Portland is a sanctuary city and almost all of the sanctuary cities that had received federal money are now being told, well, since you took federal money for this, for being a sanctuary city, you're going to now redevelop your city into 15 minute cities. So. This is a this is a legit thing. You need to understand that it's not all sunshine and rainbows when this gets brought up. Remember this podcast because it will sound really good when they're going to try to sell it to you. It's going to sound really good. But what they're not going to tell you is you are now in a prison. You are in your little 15-minute city bubble. And you will not be able to leave that. You can go to the, the park that's in your quadrant. You can do whatever other activities that are in your quadrant. But you cannot go to another city. Now in America. Now in America. I recorded with, with Freedom Stick. It's actually video uploading right now. So a little teaser there. It will be on video. We recorded and we kind of talked about this as well. And I don't want to give too much away of it, but if you look at all of these natural disasters, they're moving people. I believe they're moving people. And, and, I, and I said on that podcast too that I kind of believe that it's because I have done so much research on this 15-minute city that I'm kind of that I'm kind of very tunnel visioned with it. So now when I'm seeing things, I can see why they're moving in. You've got natural disasters, not natural disasters, I'm sorry. They set the motherfucking train on fire. It's going to pollute an entire region of this country. Those people now have to move somewhere. Oh, hey, come to the sanctuary city that we've already developed into 15-minute city quadrants. It's all about diversity. It's all about density. It's all about proximity. But it's also again, uh, it's also for digi- digitalization, digitalization, social credit score, earn credits for your carbon. They want to have zero carbon emission, individual carbon carbon footprint. We know that this is a this is a benchmark of the WEF because this is what they want. All of this stuff is happening because of the WEF is forcing it to happen. It's all on the twenty thirty agenda. This is the playbook, folks. 
this is what we've conspiracy theorists were told that's never going to happen. They'll never be able to push that. <laughs> I got news for you, fuckers. It's here. They are pushing it. It might not be to the degree that you're being held at gunpoint yet, but it will be. Right now, they're just getting everybody eased into it. And then as soon as they have what they have or what they're looking for, they're going to cinch that baby down and you will be stuck. Do not give up your guns. Swear to God, do not give up your guns because that will be the end of it. At least this way, when you finally wake up, when you finally wake up, you can fight your way out of it. But... I think that most people that listen to this podcast, you're awake. You're awake, or or there are some aspects that you could see happening, or you could believe, well, I, I don't think that would ever happen in the United States, but I could see them trying that that thought right there. You're 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 awakening. You're gonna see it. You just need so those people just need to have other little markers happen. Need to have that that door just opened up just a little bit more and they go, all right, maybe I can really buy into this. As long as you can see what I'm talking about, as long as you can, it, you're not just shutting it down, you're shutting the door right away, you can see what I'm talking about, then we can start waking you up. And I understand you might need a, you might need a couple little nuggets to really solidify the point. But once you get that, you will understand. 15-Minute Cities is the entire agenda of the WEF and the world elites. They want us all to conform in these 15-Minute Cities so the useless eaters can just be in one spot. If you listen back to previous podcasts, you talk. I talk about why the WEF is doing what they're doing. It's to set up not their, this generation that they're living in now, it's not their children's generation. It's the grandchildren, the generation after that, the generation after that. They want to have a thriving world for those generations. And they have to get the useless eaters, that's us, that's all of us listening to this podcast right now. That is, they're trying to get us all bunched up into these 15-minute cities. And then you're like, Lambo, what about the guys who are out in the farms and out in the, in the mountains, the, the people who have gotten away? Well, if you, if, I believe that if you run from this, they're just going to track you down one way or the other. They'll just kill you. You'll just, be, you'll just be dead weight. What they're doing to the farms is they're bankrupting the farms and moving them into areas that they don't want to be. So you have these off-gridders, you have these homesteaders, you have all that stuff. They're going to try to bankrupt those, those families, or they're going to tax you to death to the point where you have to sell, which would be a shame because they're not hurting anything. If you want to talk about a zero emission, zero, you know, zero carbon footprint, the homesteaders are the, what you should look to to having that. They're using as little as possible and getting the most benefit out of it. That should be who you look up for, up to when it when that comes. But they don't. They're afraid of them. They're afraid of us. They're afraid of everybody listening to this podcast right now. 
That's why this 2030 agenda has now become 2026, 2025. They've got to, they had to, they had to push it through because they know that people are waking, awakening. They are seeing the truth. So now they've just got to force, force and force and force it through. Doesn't matter if you know, they're going to force it. But there will be people out there who go, nah, that's not what they're doing. You can't help those people. Move on. You cannot help the people who are going to deny what is happening right in front of their faces. Hey, Godspeed. I, I bless your heart. We're going to part ways right now because I'm going to go talk to somebody who actually wants to listen and, and be ready and be prepared. You are on your own. Shake hands. Walk away because you're wasting your time. This has been a plan for a while, and I don't think we talk about this in the podcast. This has been a plan for the for a while. It was in Agenda 21, but things weren't happening as quickly as they I think that they thought it was going to. Not a problem. They'll move it to Agenda 2030. We've got plenty of time. But it was the patriots of this country waking up, exposing a lot of shit. COVID, COVID did not go down the way that they wanted it to. And... When it comes to what they thought it was going to become, to what it actually happened, what the people actually did, they thought they were just going to sit at home and watch Netflix every day. Sit at home and watch Netflix and HBO and Disney Channel all day long and not do any research about anything. When in fact, the people that ended up staying at home could only watch so much Netflix or Disney Channel or HBO. They had to do something else. They had to. That's when USA started getting censorship on the computers and the internets because there was so much traffic on there of different research projects, of different rabbit holes people were going down that they had to back it off. They slowed the internet down during COVID so that people would get frustrated for researching. And that's where they fucked up. They should have waited one more generation They should have waited one more generation and they would have obtained their goal. But these old, crooked, crusty fucks, they wanted to see it happen. They got greedy. They should have waited just a little bit longer. But the people who are about the elites who are about to die wanted to see their plan come to fruition. And they fucked up. And now we're going to, now we're going to expose and we're going to collapse that plan. That's a guarantee. So anyway, 15 minute cities, um, get on, if you're on TikTok, go look for introverts 008. Um, she's on there. She's got lots of great content. She lives in Saskatchewan, uh, Canada, and it is beautiful country up there. I'm kind of jealous, colder and colder than, uh, than cold up there right now. (laughs) Yes, that part of the country gets a lot of wind, but, um, and then nonetheless, the, the podcast was great. Um, more information is definitely coming out about this and I am probably going to have to do another show because after recording this, I found even found out some more stuff that had been coming out about the, the, this idea because it's, it's not ever changing. The information is ever releasing until it just finally we can see exactly what's going on. So later on down the road, I might uh, revisit this. I do have all of the screenshots, which will be on the Facebook page. I do have 
um, a lot of the news articles, which will be on the Facebook page. So I'm just going to make one big post and post all that stuff in there. So if you want to see the different um, screenshots and pictures and, and articles and all that stuff, the, there is a web link. Actually, if you just go to um, go to the Edmonton, if you go to the Vancouver, if you go to Ottawa and pull up 15-Minute City, it'll come right up. If you go to the WEF.com or WEF, I think it's WEF.com, it talks about the 15-Minute City right there in their plan. So they're not hiding it. This is this is what they're trying to push. So um, anyway, uh, Ohio, God dang. My prayers are with everybody in that region. Um, Ohio... That, that train derailment, and then our government decided, uh, let's just set it all on fire. Creating this World War One smoke screen, uh, a, a weapon, bioweapon, basically, into the air that is now sp- spreading out all over the skies. It's going to pollute the land. It's going to pollute the water. It's killing all the animals. Eventually, it's going to start killing the humans that are underneath it if you are in that path and it's it's wide it is a widespread problem and once it gets into the water once it gets in the soil that problem is now ever growing so you can you can see the the devastation train derailment in houston's train derailment and i i believe it's western virginia or west virginia i don't know which one it was there's a train there um We've got a the nitroglycerin truck. It wasn't a tanker. It was a dry van truck that tipped over. That had a uh, um, cargo bins in it that had that had now combined and then up in the air. Orange this orange fume was coming out of the trailer, causing more problems. I, I don't. I can't tell you what's going on, guys. All I can tell you is is be be good on your food. Be good on your food storage. If you don't have enough food for everybody in your house that lasts you three, four, five, six months, then you need to go back to listen to the My Dollar Store podcast. You need to go back and listen to the, the prepared podcast that I did about getting yourself ready for having three meals a day. If you're a breakfast, lunch, dinner person, then you need to have three meals for one day. Get to nine meals or three days worth of, of, of meals. Three days to one week to three weeks to a month to three months. Okay, you've got to start preparing and putting it away. It's not going out and buying groceries for three weeks. That's food you're going to eat for three weeks. That is not set off to the side to eat when shit hits the fan and we can't go to the store anymore. That's the point of that. So you now you definitely want to use that stuff so it doesn't go outdated. It stays fresh. Use that stuff, but you need to replenish. Okay. If you need help in this, God dang, re- email me, please. Extralambo at gmail.com. Shoot a message to the Facebook page. If you got my phone number, call me. Okay. I'm here to help you. I'm not going to make any money off you. I'm here to help you be prepared for what is about to come. Be good on your water. You should have a gallon of water per day, per person in your house. I definitely need to have more water. That's that's where I lack. So um, hopefully I can deal with that a little bit tomorrow. But anyway, I'm gonna, I'll, 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 uh, I definitely need to get more water on that. But it, 
go back and listen to my podcast. I'm not, it's not a shameless plug. I'm telling you there's information within here that you need to listen to find out, find freedom sticks, um, uh, virtual, um, virtual class, uh, survival class. And it's on, uh, on my, it's on my link tree. I'm sorry. It's on my link tree. It's on his, on his page as well. Uh, virtual basic survival, virtual workshop is what it is. Definitely go check it out. It's three hours of awesome information. Get on Amazon and buy some books. Buy some books, a book called The Old Ways or The Old Life. Um, I'm trying to start up an Amazon store, and I've got a a couple email issues with that. It's it's mind-numbing to me. But I'm going to start an Amazon store. I'm going to put a lot of stuff on there that will be very useful to you that isn't so much gadgets, it's knowledge. It's knowledge. It's to have, and, and Freedom Stick will tell you this too, it's not about having the giz, the gadgets, the gizmos, the bag full of shit, because if you break it, lose it, it gets stolen, then what? You need to have the knowledge in your brain to they go, okay, I, I lost all that stuff that was going to make things easier, now we go at it this way, and you have that knowledge. Find those old books, the old ways, the old old world. I thought it was old world, but I, when I typed it in there, it wasn't. I think it's called old ways or old life, something like that. Um, I have it ordered. A bunch of my friends already have it, and I wanted my own book. They're like, oh, you can borrow it. I'm like, no, I want the damn thing. So anyway, I got it ordered now. And it, I'm going to have it on the Amazon storefront once I can get that done. So that'll be uh, Amazon storefront backslash uh, extra Lambo. Once it gets up and running, it will be in my link tree once it's, once it's up and running. So definitely use my link tree. TikTok just took down both of my accounts that I had going. 18 and 19 are gone. Um, I'm going to try to create another one. I got to get to 1,000 before, before I can upload my link trees. So if you go to my Instagram, you go to my Facebook, you go to my Twitter, my link tree is all over all of, all of those. That'll take you right to the podcast and everything else that I do. Um, if you understand Linktree, just put backslash extra Lambo and it'll, it'll bring it right up. So, um, anyway, um, if you're on TikTok, introvert, uh, introverts, 008, look her up and amazing content. So, huh, without further ado, I give to you the 15 minute city and introvert 008. <laughs> <laughs> 